I do want to talk to you this morning about past, present, and future. You see it there, past, present, and future. And if you've got your Bibles, you can go ahead and turn to 2 Corinthians 5.17. 2 Corinthians 5.17. But you know, the last few weeks, the Lord has really been uh, showing me the importance of keeping our lives in order. And not getting all messed up in the things that we shouldn't. How many, <laughs> I shouldn't even ask this. I'll ask Chester. Chester, how many things have you been involved in and you shouldn't have been? <laughs> Lots. More than you want to say, probably. But you know, I tell you, it's, it, it's very important if we want to walk with God and we, if we want to walk in God's blessings that we, that we focus on what he wants us to focus on and then turn away from what he wants us to turn away from. And he really has simplified this process for us. And I've noticed as I go through Scripture, and I'll start out preaching on a topic, and maybe by the time I'm done preaching on this, it's like God has made this so simple for us. So simple. And that almost no matter what topic I start preaching on, I end up realizing how simple God has made it. And that's the way, that's the way it is. Let's go back to the first slide there just for a minute. And that's the way it is uh, with our past, and we all have a past, right? And that's the way it is with our presence, where we are right now, our present time. We all have, we're all here, and we all have a future, right? Well, see, God has this set up so simple for us, but most of the time, we don't implement it. Most of the time, we, we, we throw all of these together, and we try to make decisions in our lives with all of these mumbo-jumboed up in a big mess, okay? And that's what I want to look at today. I want to break these down, and I want you to see how simple God has made this for us to make wise decisions today, wise decisions tomorrow. Now, like I said, every individual, each and every one of us, we all have a past. Everybody does. No matter who you are, you have a past. And if you say, well, I was a good person all through school, all through high school, all through college, you might have been a good person, but God says you were still a sinner that needed to be, needed a savior. We all was. It's not just you. Don't get mad at me because I, I said that you used to be a sinner because the Bible says you used to be a sinner. Okay? So we all have a past. We all have a present. And we all have a future. Now, a lot of individuals don't like to talk about their past. Some, in some circumstances, people don't like to talk about their present circumstances. They don't like to talk about that either. And you know, and there's a lot of people that don't like to talk about their future. It's just, that's the way it is. They, they just don't, they don't want to talk about it. They don't want to talk about their past. They don't want to talk about their present and they don't want to talk about their future. But let me tell you, if you're a born again child of God, you don't have to worry about your past, right? Your present is blessed and your future is secure. Amen. Amen. In fact, I, and, I, and I might even be this, I might err on this side of it. I don't know. Because it just does not bother me 
to talk about my past because I, I truly feel like the reason I'm doing it is for God to get the glory. And if you, and we all have a past, and I hope you can make that change in your mind today, that if you have a past, and somebody else might have a past like yours, but, that, but they don't know about Christ yet, you can share with them and tell them your past, and you'll, you'll notice something. I've done this many times. You'll notice something. All of a sudden, they start looking at you in the eyes. All of a sudden, they start wanting to know what you've got to say. Because, see, you have been where they are, and you have came out of where they are, but they're still stuck there. So all of a sudden, they think, ooh, they know where I've been. They know, they know how I feel. They know, they know my struggles because you have been there, but you're not there no more. Amen. Amen. So Christians should never be worried about talking about their past because it brings glory to God. Somebody told me last week, uh, I, a young man, and uh, I don't know, he's, he's less than 30, young man, and uh, I didn't invite him to church, and, you know, I'll tell you, you know, he was tearing up and, and stuff, and he knows he should and stuff, but he works, so it's hard for him to get here. But anyway, he said, uh, he said well, I, I want to tell you something. He said, I used to work for a man, and he told me, he said, I would never go to a church that Rob Greenwalt pastored. And he said, the reason was because of my past. Well, see, here's the problem. That individual does not know about the power of God to change us. See, I'm not the same person I used to be. I, I used to do a lot of bad things, and I'm not going to tell you about them. Because, because I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not proud of them whatsoever. But that's not who I am now. And see, that's why you should never be ashamed of your past. Because that's not who you are now. Now, let's go to slide two there. Now, notice this is very important. We're talking about our past. Notice, this means that anyone who belongs to Christ, does anyone here belong to Christ? Yeah. Okay, we do, don't we? Has become a new person. Now, notice, the old life is gone. It's gone. Where'd it go? I know where it went. Does anybody? Under the blood? It went in the sea of forgetfulness, didn't it? That's right. In the, as far as the east is from the west. That's where that old life went. It's gone. It's completely gone. And that's why we shouldn't be afraid to talk about, and especially when we're witnessing, I'll tell you what, a lot of times, individuals, they just want to know that you can relate to them. I've had people tell me, because I don't look like a pastor, I guess I don't, I don't look like a pastor, and I don't look like, you know, some of the things I used to be. And I've had people say, well, you just don't understand. I say, well, I might understand more than you, more than you know. But we should not allow our past to intimidate us. But notice this. Go back to the first screen again. So our past is gone. We just read that, right? Okay. So this is when we get messed up lots of times. We allow our past to influence our decisions for today. And that messes us up. 
Because, because we try, we think about our past and we bring that into a decision for today. And God says, your past is gone. Don't look at your past to make a decision for today because you're not the same person and your past, I don't know where it's at. Where, where do you put my past? So here we're trying to bring that past in. We're trying to bring something into our life and making it relevant today and use it to make a decision on. And God says, I, I don't know, it's gone. Don't use it. So don't ever use your past to make a decision for today. Now, sure, we have, you know, a lot of times we have to deal with the consequences of our past, but not to make decisions about the future. No. See, we're going, we're going greater places now. We're going places. We're going places with God. Our old life is gone. How many of you have seen the movie Gone in 60 Seconds? Well, your, your past was gone in less than 60 seconds. Less than that. Colossians 3.3, we don't have that for you this morning, but it says, your old self has died. It's not in there no more. It is gone. Your old self is dead, and Christ lives in you now. You see, it's easy to see that if we are children of God, that we should not focus on the past. We shouldn't focus on that. Of course, we have to acknowledge it, and we need to share it once in a while. You know, the scripture says in the book of Psalms, it says, bless the Lord. That's what we've done a while ago. When you raised your hands, you didn't just raise regular hands, you raised holy hands. And you, when you raised holy hands to God, you blessed the Lord. You was blessing him. Just look at my children down there, he says. Look at my followers. They love me so much. They're putting me ahead of, of all the troubles they had this week. They're, they're putting me ahead of all the struggles and things that they've had in life. They're just forgetting about their struggles, and they're just focusing upon me, blessing me. And then the scripture said, then this book of Psalms says, bless the Lord with all my soul and forget none of his benefits. Well, see, sometimes we just need to uh, think about our past, not to make a decision on, but just to remember his benefits. Just to remember what he brought us out of. Amen. Amen. But we have to allow that to remain dead. And of course, here is primarily why God tells us, now listen to this, God tells us what to do in the present day. Okay? He tells us what to do right here. Today, he tells us what to do. And he also tells us what to do in the future. Now, here's what he does not tell us to do. He does not tell us what to do with our past. You know why? Because it's gone. It's not there. So leave it there. All right? All right, let's go on. Let's go on. Go ahead and go to, uh, go to slide three. Now... Look at this. Okay, we had past, present, and future. Now, when it comes to making decisions in our life and for our family, notice how much easier this just got. All the junk that you have been delivered from, it's gone. So now, when you make a decision, when God is trying to lead you, all you have 
is right here. You have the present time that we are right now, and then we have the future and the days ahead. And guess what? God gives us specific instructions for both of those, for both of them. And see, that is something that we can wrap our mind around. You know, when I first got saved, I just wanted wanted to know one thing. I wanted to know what God wanted me to do. That's all I wanted to know. Don't, it was almost like, don't confuse me with the facts. Just tell me what God wants me to do. And that's what this allows us to do. This allows us to stay in the present and in the future. <clears throat> so let's look at the present just for a minute. 2 Corinthians talks about this present time, the day that you are right now. And it says, indeed, this is the right time right now. It says, today is the day for salvation. So if you're not a born-again child of God, today is your day for salvation. If we go on, Hebrews 11.1, it says, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for and the conviction of things not seen. But notice this. It says, Hebrews 11.1, it says now. Now faith is. That's talking about today. Faith is today. You know, I've had people tell me time, and I know you have too. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to serve the Lord one of these days, or I'm going to get baptized one of these days. No, that's not, that's not following God. Because if, if you're here, and if, you, and if you're a born-again child of God, and you've never been baptized, you're not following God. Because faith is, is right now. See what God wants to do after you get saved right now in the present day. He wants you to get baptized. It should be your next act of obedience. Your very next one. So, so we can see that God is concerned about today. Will we follow him today? In Luke, Luke 14, the scripture says that we should pick up our cross and follow him. And you know what? Something I found out a long time ago. If I will pick up my cross before my feet ever hit the floor, I'm a lot better off. Have you guys ever tried to pick up your cross about halfway through the day? It seems like it's a lot heavier about halfway through the day. But if we will decide before our feet ever hit the floor or before we ever drink that first cup of coffee or drink that first whatever it is, if we will decide to follow him then, the the rest of the decisions are so much easier throughout today. And that's what God's concerned about. The day, the few, right then. Okay, now let's talk about the future. The future. So basically, we, we have boiled it down. God tells us what to do at the present day. He wants us to be in faith and to follow him today, right? And then now, and then he tells us what to do with the future. And he says in Matthew 6, 31... He says, don't worry about the things, what you're going to say and eat. Don't worry about tomorrow, he says. So that's one thing we shouldn't do with the future. In fact, that's one thing we shouldn't do with the present time. We should not worry about that stuff. And the scripture goes on and tells us why. We shouldn't worry about what to eat, to drink, and what we wear. Now notice this also, I I, I like this. It says, these things dominate the thoughts of the unbeliever. See, once again, that's how we used to think. 
We used to worry about all of these things that we was going to do, but see, not no more. All we have, what God wants us to focus on is following him today. And if we will follow him today, I wrote, I wrote this down because I, because I wanted to get, get the wording right. If we will give God our present day, only then can he control our future. If you won't follow God today, he cannot lead you where you want to go. He cannot lead you to where he wants to lead you if you won't follow him today. Don't worry about the future. Just worry about today. Lord, what do you want from me today? What, what would you have me to do? Who would you have me talk to? Who would you have me pray for? What should I do today? You know, years ago, years ago, the, the Lord gave me this, this, uh, this vision uh, in, in, my, in my mind. He gave me this vision. And, 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 it's, real, and it's real simple. And, and I just seen uh, the heavens full of these big baskets of blessings, whether it's love, joy, peace, big baskets everywhere. And these angels were flying around everywhere. And these angels would take these big baskets and God would send them to a designated place. And, and the angels would dump these blessings over, but they wouldn't hit nobody. They were just landing, going there, just, you know, unused, unappreciated, uh, just, just basically falling to the ground useless. And as it went on, the Lord showed me, well, that was supposed to be my blessing, but I wasn't over there yet. See, God, the whole time God tries to lead us to where those blessings are, are going to fall, and his blessings is where he leads us. So his blessings were coming down here, except I wasn't over here. I was over there doing my own thing, going my own direction. But if I would just follow him today, and if I follow him tomorrow, and if I follow him the next day, guess what happens? I'll be right where he wants me to be. I will be right underneath his blessings to receive them. Amen. It's true whether you believe it or not. Thank you, Lord. Matthew 6, it says, The kingdom of God above all else and living righteously, and he will give us everything you need. That's why we don't have to worry about the future. That's why we just have to worry about today. It says, God will give us everything we need if we will follow him today. Verse 34, it says, so don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today has enough trouble for itself, so just follow God. Today is what we should do. It's really simple. God is saying, follow me this present day, and I will take care of your future. If we follow him today, we don't have to worry about all those things and and all that mess. Bow your heads with me, please. Heavenly Father, we do worship you, Father. We praise you, Father. Father, I just pray that you'll take these few words that I have spoken and you'll minister to the hearts of let them. Let them heal, hear your points and hear your ideas and hear the direction that you have for them, Father.
Father, I just praise you and we worship you. Father, let every heart be open toward you. We've done everything we know to do, and now the rest is up to you, Lord. And we just praise you and we thank you in advance for doing that in Jesus' name. If you have a need this morning, I encourage you to come. I want to ask you, what is the one thing? Now, I'm not talking about ten. I'm talking about one. What is the one thing that is keeping you from following God with all your heart, with all your strength, and all your might? What is it? What is that one, one thing? You know, there's a, and I know it's, I know it's hard. It's hard to let go of that stuff. It was, it was for me. I didn't want to give up my friend. I didn't want to give up my way of life. And that's the reason I put it off for so many years. A friend of mine ran a gas station there in Wayne City. And after I got saved, and he knew what I, he knew what I was like. I mean, I went in there and got gas many times. And, but after I got saved, I started sharing the Lord with him. And he'd tell me, I don't want to hear that. And he was not polite about it at all. He didn't want to hear about that. But you know, just by the grace of God, he finally got saved. And you know what? And then after that, he said the same thing I said. He said, I should have been serving the Lord my whole life. You know? And that's what you come to realize. When we step out in faith and just obey God today, we will look back and we'll realize He wanted the very best for us all along. So what's holding you back? What is it? Think about it. Well, he he wants it. He wants to take it. He wants you to give it to him. So if you have have something this morning, please come. Please come. It is our prayer that you have been blessed as you've listened to this message. If you would like to become a partner with this ministry, please contact us here at Orchardville Church. You can visit our website at orchardvillechurch.com or you can contact us by phone at area code 618-835-2677.